Welcome to the PG Podcast with your host, Chris Sticks, helping parents keep their kids safe in the technology-driven world. Welcome to another episode of the PG Podcast. Our guest today is Thomas Heakin. He's an associate at our firm, Smith, Halsey, and Busey. Uh, He works in the state planning, tax, and asset protection division of our firm, and he's a big Gator fan just like me, a graduate of the University of Florida for undergrad and for law school and for an LLM in taxation. Thomas also recently had a baby girl, is that right? That's correct. So exciting uh, development in the family. Uh, Now that you've got a baby girl, now you've got to start worrying about technology uh, that she's going to be using and how to keep her safe. So Thomas, before we get into the main topic that we're going to talk about today, give our audience a little bit of background about what you do and the area of law that you practice in. Sure. Yeah. So just like you said, I I stayed at the University of Florida for eight years. I got three degrees there. Um, I practice now back in Jacksonville, where I'm from, born and raised in Jacksonville. And the bulk of what I do is estate planning and asset protection. Um, I do a little bit of tax law as well. And so what we're what we're doing with the state planning and asset protection is we're working with clients on ways that they can leave their assets in the most beneficial manner to their descendants, to their spouses um, in a way that's both, both tax efficient and um, can have some asset protection benefits. Um, and so that digital planning kind of folds right into what I do. Perfect. So our podcast typically focuses on the technology issues that affect kids. But our topic today is a little bit different because we're going to talk about technology issues that affect parents too. And that topic is digital estate planning. So uh, before we get into the technical part of it, let's talk a little bit about what is digital estate planning. Right. So estate planning is all about dealing with how your assets pass at your death. So digital estate planning is dealing with how your digital assets pass at your death. Your digital assets, technically, they're defined as a, a interest you own in an electronic record. Uh, practically, what that ends up being is you know your email accounts, your online reward programs, your bank accounts, online collections of photography, you know your your photo accounts. So that there's a, a range of assets that can be very valuable to an individual from a financial perspective, and also from a sentimental perspective. So your digital estate planning is just putting in place a, a way so that after your death, your successors, your you know whether it's your surviving spouse or your children or whoever you have that's going to manage your assets after your death, it's a way to provide them with a way to access these accounts because without you know planning ahead of time, you could have issues with accessing these accounts, and that can create like a, a financial headache or a, you know a sentimental headache if you can't. utilize these accounts because they're very valuable to our clients. So if I've got a TikTok account and I want my kids to be able to keep using it after I'm dead, this is what we're going to talk about today, right? right? Exactly. All right. Uh, We're both attorneys here. Uh, We're not giving anybody any legal advice, but I do want to cover briefly what kind of laws are there, state, federal, wherever, uh, that apply to digital estate planning? So there are... um, there are some federal laws, some state laws, and then there's also uh, service agreements. You know, you know, you get those 
boxes when you sign up for an online account or the terms of service agreements. The ones that no one reads. Right, exactly. <laughs> the one that no one reads. Um, and so those service agreements, most of them will provide that the only person who has access to the account is the individual who created the account. Um, and there are federal laws that can, you know, make it a, cr- a crime for a third person other than the individual who created the account to access the account. Um, but the good news is there are state laws, including um, a uniform act, which is known in Florida as the Florida, I have the name here. Chris. Florida Fiduciary Access. Access to Digital Assets Act. Yes, that's the one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's a real page turner. Um, so there are state laws that try to allow, what they try to do is make the terms of the service agreements effective, but allow fiduciaries to, to access those accounts without violating those service agreements. Um, so they, they help both the custodian honor those agreements and the fiduciary to access the accounts after an individual's death. But um, we, can, we can get into kind of the specifics of what you need to do under those statutes. And so. so real quick before we go on, you said something about a fiduciary. For someone that doesn't know what that is, just give us a layman's definition. Right. So a fiduciary is someone... Um, who you provide um, power to to handle your assets either during your life or at your death. Um, for example, it's a personal representative of, of an estate. So that's sometimes called an executor. You might have heard that before. In Florida, we call them a personal representative. Uh, it could be a trustee of a trust. It could be the agent under your durable power of attorney. Um, so individuals who owe a duty to you either during your life or to your beneficiaries after your death and who have access and powers over your assets. Very good. So how can digital estate planning benefit our kids after we die? Right. So, you know, as part of your estate plan um, in your will, you can name an individual who will have access to your accounts after your death. And that's what's required by, you know, the Florida Act that we have um, you're required to either online or affirmatively in writing designate an individual who will have power to access your accounts after your death. And so the way we do that with our clients is we have a provision of their will that will grant that power to someone. Um, and that you know meets the requirements of the statutes that after their death, that individual, that fiduciary can access the accounts. Very cool. For someone that that has heard what you're saying and says, all right, I probably ought to start thinking about this, even though I don't want to think about myself dying. What can someone do to start doing some digital estate planning? And how does that, what's the process? Right. So there are, you know, two ways to designate who has access to your accounts after your death. You can either do that online with the actual account, or you can kind of, you can do it in a, a paper record which what we do for the paper record is we just it's a part of a, your will where you designate that individual. So you can you can do it for each account separately, and then you can have a kind of a catch-all under your will for every account. Um, if you do it with each specific account, then that would override your will. So let's say for example, I have you know six or seven different accounts online, such as you know, Facebook, um, my bank accounts things of that nature. TikTok. TikTok, right. So I can, uh, I, I don't even know what TikTok is, to be honest. Um, so That's the new like video okay. sharing app. Got it. So I can go, I can go to each custodian of that account 
and I can see if they have a mechanism for me to be able to designate a specific individual for that account. So let's say I want um, out of these seven accounts that I have, I want my wife to be the account holder for you know two of them. And then I want my brother, who I'm going to name as my personal representative, to, to have the access to the remaining five. Um, I can either specify that in my will specifically, or I can just go to each of those accounts, check with the custodian, because those most online accounts do have this ability to allow you to designate it through their online service um, who you want to have access to your account after your death. Some custodians will have that ability. And then to the extent you do that with them specifically, that's going to control after your death. And then for your other accounts that you don't do that for, your will is going to control. So you can kind of do it piecemeal with each account, or you can just take care of it under your will as kind of a, a catch-all. Do you think it's better to tell people that you're doing this or not to tell them? I know sometimes, uh, at least when you're talking about someone who's going to be the guardian of your kids, for example, you might want to tell them right. <laughs> that you've designated them and maybe get them to agree to it, right. uh, to take your kids if you die. I guess it maybe depends on how important this is to you, but you know, what do you, what are your thoughts on that? Should you tell people or no? Right. Yeah. I, again, I, th I think you're right with how important it is to you. You know, are we talking about a photo album or are we talking about uh, substantial, you know, accounts that you know, are, you know, involve your small business that are going to be very important after your death? Um, yeah, I was going to, that's kind of where I was going with that, even though I didn't say it well, right. uh, you know, a lot of people have, social media accounts that are worth money. Uh, so there could be a significant financial consequence to not doing this the right way. It might be something you can eventually accomplish through the normal kind of estate planning route, right? Right. But to have that, to have as little of a gap uh, in, or transition, right. if it's something that your kids or whoever's taken over is going to want to keep making money from that operation, uh, you want to make sure you've got that taken care of so that... Yeah, that's, def that's definitely right. So they know they do have the access to those accounts. All right. What kind of resources are there out there on the web or otherwise for people that want to learn more about how to do some digital estate planning? Well, I do know that there is um, there are some really good companies and some good you know free services that you can access online, um, like LastPass, uh, which is a, a password keeper. That will allow you to, you know, input your account information, input your username and your and your uh, passwords for accounts, and then after your death, uh, LastPass will pass on your information to your your agent that you've named. Um, I guess that truly is the last pass, right? right? That's it. That's <laughs> I think one. they meant last password, but it kind of makes sense yeah. there too. <laughs> yeah, the last ways, pass. Though. Yeah. <laughs> one thing we try to do on this podcast at the end, we try to give parents something that they can do right now what's the what's one kind of takeaway if someone's listening to this going yeah i need to do this i want to start i got the next 10 minutes before the kids come running in from outdoors or school or wherever what's one thing that you can do right now uh right after our podcast is through to uh address some issues related to digital estate planning well i think that a simple thing you could do probably pretty quickly and that might save everyone a lot of time and expense after your death would be to inventory 
your accounts, you know, put down in a safe place, um, you know, a list of all of your accounts and all of your passwords, because um, after your death, no matter who your fiduciary is, even if you haven't created a will, you're going to have a, um, a personal representative under um, to, to, you know, marshal your estate. And that person is going to have to try to find out this information. And if you've set aside a list of your accounts and your passwords, you could save them a whole lot of time and headache to try to, you know, rather than having them try to get to every single account and try to, you know, find out your password and work with those companies. And um, so I think that, that might save, save people some headaches down the road if they took the time now to inventory their accounts. Yeah, that's great. You mentioned LastPass. There's a couple of different tools like that. You could go sign up for that too. I know one thing I'm going to probably do after we get done here uh, i don't think my will has any kind of digital uh estate planning but i'm gonna go check that and uh if i've got any issues i'm gonna send you an email yeah. <laughs> Great. so people that's one other thing they could call you right. and um see if you can help them put some digital estate planning into place so real quick before we end i do want to make it clear we're both attorneys. We've been talking about different things, different laws, different steps that people can take, but we don't want anybody to construe what we've been talking about here as legal advice. We are lawyers, but we're not your lawyers just because you're listening to this podcast and just because even if we sent the podcast to you, uh, we're not your lawyers unless you hire us and sign an engagement letter that defines the scope of that attorney-client relationship. Thomas, thanks so much for coming on the podcast, for giving us this good practical advice. Yeah, thanks for having me. And maybe we'll have you back again sometime soon. Okay, great. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. Thank you for listening to the PG Podcast. Have a great day.